Saturdays with Jenny on Kaya 959 on the street, on the air. Well, right at the beginning of the show, I was talking to you about a book that I've just been reading and it's called Light Seekers. They already know who killed the boys. Now they need to know why. And it's written by Femi Coyote, who is Nigerian, saw something in Nigeria when he was a clinical psychologist. I think actually you stay a clinical psychologist for the rest of your life, saw something that was really, really disturbing. And what he saw, the book is built around what he saw. And then I told you, he went off to the University of East Anglia and did the, uh, he got an MA in crime writing. And and this novel is just being described as superb. And the publishers obviously just think this is fantastic because they've spent a lot of money on it. So Femi is talking to us from Botswana and congratulations on your novel. Hi, thank you, Jenny. Thank you for having me. And I'm in Namibia, not Botswana. I wish I was in Botswana. Well, why I did say. I think you were in Botswana? Warmer than uh, I <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe your publisher got it mixed up, but it doesn't. I don't care. As long as you're talking to me, you could be in Timbuktu. So, <laughs> so, so, listen. This this book is so intriguing. It's quite complex, isn't it? I would like to think so because I think people are complex and it's about people and um, it's about a very, also a very complex crime mm. in a sense. Mm. So I think that that sort of built into the whole plot in terms of how we layered the story and what led to the to the crime itself and how it was resolved. So yes, I would say complex, but it's expected because of the nature of the crime. Well, I think I think good crime novels are complex. Um, because they're they're usually one, if not two, if not three different stories going on at the same time, and and that's exactly what yours does. But but I mean, I I basically was able to smell Nigeria through this book. It was uh, and that town oh. and the people in it. I mean, I really do think you've written an absolute cracker of a crime novel. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> so so <laughs> what, you. Femi? What sort of response have you had so far from the book? I think the responses have been quite encouraging because my 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 intention I think you you know whether you're resonating with the reader when your intentions are repeated back to you so to speak for me what I really wanted to do was for readers to get another sense of Nigeria different from what the media or popular media uh, presents uh, to a very large extent to actually see the people and, like you said, smell the place and feel, you know, the atmosphere and all that. And, and really, at the end of the day, to to come to a conclusion that, you know, these things can happen anywhere and that we're all human and we're connected by some kind of uh, a sense of humanity that, that, that um, resonates so for me, the, in terms of the feedback I've been getting, it really is about people saying, you know, I, I, I know I could feel Nigeria, but I also felt a very strong connection to the humanity of it all. And I think that's, that, that's, that's what I want. <laughs> so, so Femi, what, what sent you, because you were already, you know, very, very successful in your, your own careers. I mean, because you've had two, really, probably, <laughs> you know, probably more. But what sent you to the University of East Anglia to do a crime writing, well, an MA in crime writing? Oh, I, I think, well, I've always been writing. I, I've written a, a number of 
um, TV shows and movies and all that. And I I really felt disconnected from a lot of my work, um, especially where you're talking about film or you're talking about advertising. You're part of a process. You're part of a very long production chain. And at the end of the day, I, I always didn't feel a sense of ownership of my process and of my creative work. And I really wanted to do something that I had control over from the beginning to the end. And I felt writing a novel would really be something that was not just empowering to me as as a person, but I think as you're getting closer to 50, which I am now, you start getting you start needing something that lasts a bit longer than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I think that was why I decided that I was going to go- write a novel, but I couldn't do it because I, 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 I like school, I think. And I felt that I needed to be trained in it and to understand some of the conventions of it. And um, I got lucky and I got an admission and a scholarship to University of East Anglia. So that's why I went there because I like school. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, you know, we're not going to go into your, you know, all, all of the places you've been to, but it's impressive. And I also think possibly one of the reasons why you did go to University of East Anglia, apart from the fact that, you know, you were on a scholarship uh, there, is, is it's raw. I mean, people, people can't always hide their emotions when it comes to crime. Uh, I mean, you might have somebody grieving and they can't hide their emotions. And, uh, and slowly what you were doing throughout this book is it became very raw didn't it the the conversations between philip who who is a clinical psychologist and for instance the head of police in the small town where everything happened i mean those mm. those conversations became more and more raw as uh, as you went on and clearly something was going on but nobody knew what was going on at that particular stage but there was there was very little pretense in any of the conversations that happened in the book yeah yeah and um, yeah you're right. I, I think the thing that I love about crime is that it, it's one of those phenomena in, in humanity that cuts across race, class, culture and everything. So when you talk about crime, and that's what fascinates me about crime in itself, is that everybody's affected. And that's what I try to prove with the story, that a crime is not necessarily an isolated event. It affects everybody in the community. And um, it's not just the victim itself, but every that even hears about the story, you know, would be affected. And I, I'm, I'm very happy that you saw that because that, that was what I was trying to do was to unpeel the layers of the crime itself and then go deeper and deeper into mm. how could this have happened? You know, what made this happen and how can we make sure that it doesn't happen again? But it's based, this book, The Light, uh, Light Seekers, is based on something that you saw. Uh, well, it's inspired. Um, it, I didn't quite say it, it was a, a, quite a big phenomenon in, in Nigeria where four university undergraduates were uh, lynched and, and, and sort of like basically murdered uh, uh, on, on social media because they were by a vigilante group because they were suspected of being armed robbers. And I just couldn't let that sink in because I just kept on thinking to myself, you know, you can't just kill people because you suspect that they are armed robbers. You know, what happened to the legal system? What happened to the police system? What happened to the, to the, to the human system? Uh, you know, what happened to compassion? What happened to questioning? And for me, that became this whole, it became this whole 
questioning that kept on going on and on in my head to see how could this have happened and you know and what happened after what happened after the crime do you do, do, do the people that did the crime <clears throat> do they see each other the next day and they say who oh, high five and you know they're very happy oh no that was a very good lynching we did yesterday you know and so for me it it, it really affected my spirit in terms of trying to to understand why people would do this to people and it was a journey and one of my favorite writers always said i write the book to know what happened and and that was i did what was what i did i, I basically took the story and i tried to find out what happened you know uh, so it wasn't plotted or carefully planned as much as me actually journeying through the event and trying to come up with what I think could be the answers as to what actually happened. Well, you know, the, the, there was the the place where it happened, the, the whole town, there was when Philip, who is the, the clinical psychologist, uh, together with his then driver, and we're not, we're not going to spoil this book for you guys at all. <laughs> no, please but, don't. <laughs> no, 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 I won't do that. But when they... When when they come into town, because Philip Taiwo is uh, is an investigative psychologist, yes. um, and he is sent there by the father of one of the boys who was necklaced. And mm. uh, as you drive into town, he already knew that there was something amiss. He already knew there were glances at him. There were there yeah. was mistrust. There was every mm. there was everything that is wrong with the community was wrong with that yeah. community, wasn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. And I, I also wanted to paint. Uh, that picture of you know the the, the whole thing that we the, the otherness the, the the way we otherize people strangers you know that's what's leading to xenophobia or racism and all of those things what I wanted to, to also try to pick uh, create was a scenario whereby we can understand that we as human beings tend to do this you know we tend to immediately distrust the other you know the foreigner the stranger you know and, and it was it's very very important that we we start to recognize that if we do not let our guards down we cannot solve a a lot of the problems that exist in communities, you know. So for me, those those are some of the things that I wanted to bring out. You know, that a lot of the the parallels of of the human experience might differ in terms of culture and and how we approach things. But essentially, as human beings, we are all the same across board. And I think that's one of the reasons why Philip, who is an investigative psychologist and is coming in from the U.S., kept on matching his experience with his his studies in the U.S. and of race relations and 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 all that, so that we could actually see that as there's no difference, you know, there's just no difference. And, and the crimes like this are actually systemic. They are not crimes that people just come up with. They are facilitated and enabled by a lack in the system or something in the system that allows it to happen, you know. So if people feel that insecure, for instance, Jenny. and people feel threatened, for instance, they would act naturally. So it's it now behoves the system to put in place certain things to make sure that it doesn't happen. You start off, I mean, there's a, the, 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 you know, with Act One, but there is a, a source, a prequel, if you want to put it like that, um, and <laughs> the October Sun, where you actually describe the crime. And it is very, very yeah. harrowing. I mean, I think it is very distressing 
distressing to read, and it must have been difficult. A, lo- a lot of people say that. Yes, no. I, 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 people say, I can't get past the first two pages. I'm like, please do get past the first two pages. <laughs> well, you, you're setting the scene, but there is a, a, a phrase that you keep repeating, or, or it's repeated once or twice in the book. And so it's Act One, and this is the quote, light reflects in several directions when it bounces off a rough barrier. And that really is fundamentally what this book is all about. Because wherever you turn, there are clues, there are hints, there are events that are concealed. Oh, thank you so much. That's one of those parts of the book that really, really, that I was very passionate about. And that was that the whole idea that light is truth that when we put touch light on an event it changes color and it changes perspective you know and so what i tried to do with light seekers was to divide the book the trajectory of the book along the laws of light that you know when it, when it's on a rough barrier there's a way light light behaves which to me means there's a way truth behaves mm-hmm. uh, and when you put it on a smooth barrier uh, on a smooth platform there's a way truth also behaves there's a way light behaves so if we think of light as knowledge and if we think of light as insight then we realize that it actually changes perspective based on who is telling the story and so that's that's the way i played with the laws of light to reflect how the story unfolds because Philip's perception changes as he goes through the investigation. His, his, his relationship with his family, his relationship with his country, with his fellow countrymen started changing the more light is shed on the situation. So the first act is source. That is the source of the light, the source in itself. But it's, it's a very small source. It's a, it's a window. And if you, if you, if you remember that, that opening chapter is actually the shortest paragraph or the shortest part of the whole book because it's just a peek into the event, into the truth. We don't know it, but as we journey through the whole book and it starts unveiling, then we start realizing and we start seeing clearer at the end of the day. Well, listen, I could go on talking to you for ages because I want to unpack (laughs) just about everything, but we are out of time. I know that you're coming to South Africa quite soon, according to your publicist, and I hope you're going to take in Joburg because I would love to meet you. I would love to meet you too, Jenny. It's very, very exciting to talk to someone that has actually read the book and <laughs> loves it just as much. <laughs> and loves it just as much as I loved writing it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very, very much indeed, Femi. And let me give you guys uh, the details of the book. It'll be on the shelves right now. It's called Light Seekers. It's by Femi Coyote and it's published by Raven Books. Bright red letters Yeah. Um, that uh, that really showed the cover of the book. Femi, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks for having me. No, it's more than a pleasure. Saturdays with Jenny, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. On Kaya 959, on the street, on the air.